Hey friends, welcome to Kicking It with TGR. This is a collective group of seven individuals who don't look, think, or act the same coming together to talk to you all about what's going on in the world. So hey y'all, it's December. It's officially the holiday season. So what are some family traditions you guys do? Honestly, we don't really have any in my family. Not Now that we're older, we don't really do a lot like that. When we were younger, the goal was like after everyone opened up their presents at their house, they went to my aunt and uncle's house and we listened to the um, the Motown Christmas album and we played like games. But now that we're older, literally everybody does their own thing and they say Merry Christmas. Oh, wow. Yeah. So actually, my mom and I, we still make cookies on Christmas Eve. Like that's our tradition. Like I'll wake up Christmas Eve and the first thing she'll say is, when we, what time are we making our cookies? And I'll be like, well, dang, can I brush my teeth first? Like, <laughs> like, that's adorable. I love that. So, yeah. Our tradition, well, you know, it's a whole bunch of us. So literally every year since we've been kids, we always would like wake up super early in the morning and then we would all line up based off of, like our age. So like, it would be like my oldest sister in the front and my younger brothers all the way in the back. And then we would like walk downstairs. So we always had two Christmas trees, like our kid's Christmas tree and then the like nice Christmas tree. And we would always like walk down in order. When we were young, my dad used to try to record us, but we were always so excited to like get down there. And then my parents never wrapped our gifts. So um, <laughs> we would always try to like guess to see like, whose spot was what. We always knew what my brother's spot was, but my sisters and I, we would always try to mm-hmm. figure out like whose was what. Cause they would just like lay it out kind of. Yeah. That's cute. That is cute. Ours used to be, we used to drive around to like the neighborhoods that did like the big Christmas lighting, like all down the street was just everybody decorated their houses. We used to do that when I was younger, but yeah, like, like Lex said, as we grew older, it's just like on Christmas day, we'll probably give somebody a present and then just go about our day. Even though we're older now, um, we still open a gift on Christmas Eve, at least one. So I'm always looking forward to that. But besides that, just regular dinner, go to church, Christmas Eve. Chill. Listen to me. I never got to do that. I used to beg for years, like one gift, please. Yeah. One gift on Christmas Eve. They acted like that was a privilege. Like yeah. <laughs> that's something I never got to do. I never did that either. Me either. Really? I did. But we, don't to we, we just get something yeah. like small, like maybe a pair of earrings or like pajamas. Usually in the past few years it's just pajamas. Okay. But yeah. I used to like sleep in the same bed the night before Christmas because my parents would like take the Christmas oh, that's cute. at night so we would also mm. I probably stopped I love that school. that's cute it was really sweet and uh then we would all line up like McKinley and then uh say <gasps> Merry Christmas Jesus like they would record as we had to say that oh, y'all are like our family tradition sucks <laughs> oh no one Christmas I was in like the fourth grade I had got up in the middle of the night because I had to use the bathroom and I'm just like, hmm, like, you know, rubbing my eyes, going to the, why I look to the right, every single adult was wrapping presents. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Like, ever since then, Santa, like, I forced it. I mean, I can still hear the bell from the Polar Express, but that definitely kind of messed me up a little bit. No, yeah, I, I remember Alexis, I was definitely wrapped up for sure. Like, I was being nosy, was trying to listen from the top of the steps. I had to be no more than like nine or ten and rolled down at least ten steps. And my mom was <laughs> so <laughs> mad. And all I see is them wrapping gifts and I was like like hurt, hurt, but I was more so hurt because I was like, 
there's no Santa? Mom was like, get your pie back up in bed. Like, she was just so upset. But, yeah, I forced it for years. I still, you know. I forced it for years, too. Because my brother, he was three years younger than me. I don't think he ever believed in Santa, to be honest. But, I mean, I for, I definitely forced it. But I never, you know, the thing is, I never, ever heard my parents for years. Like, I did not hear them until I was probably in high school. And it was crazy because I'm like, I can stay up late now. I mean, you know, like, all these things. But I never, ever could hear them. And now, you know, recently, they'll wake up at, like, 7, like, all right, we push all stuff downstairs. It's 8 o'clock. Yeah. We're all up. They're still wrapping gifts. That's the same for me, McKinley. Like, when I was younger, I used to sleep in front of a tree to try to catch my mother. <laughs> and I, I I could never do it. I'm surprised she let yeah, you. Yeah, parents are top notch. Yeah. My mom, she used to be on point when we were younger, wrapping presents. And then, like, we got to high school, and she legit stopped trying. It went from peeling off wrapping paper to, like, the bags are downstairs and she would keep the receipt in the bag. It would be like Target, <laughs> Derek's games from Walmart. I was just like, so you just took all the enthusiasm out of it. She was like, you, you got it. Y'all are grown now. My parents just keep, uh, they keep the same bags every year. So they write our names on the back. So basically we know whose bags are what, but like we just recycle the bags and they just put the stuff in the bags that way. That's smart. Cause it's like six of y'all, right? Yeah. But we all have, like, like McKinley, we all have, like, our different section around. Oh, yeah, y'all have a pretty big family. Yeah, yeah six of us. Mm-hmm. I love that. Did they ever do, like, wrapping paper per, like, person kind of thing? Through me. To distinguish, like, whose gifts, like, do different wrapping paper for each person. No, like, usually, like, and two, like, the same thing with us, too, is, like, we knew, like, our position is around the tree. So each year, they'll put our presents in the same, like, area. So we all knew, like, where to go around the tree for our presents usually like you can also just walk around and look but we can see like my little brothers we always saw like where his presents were because he was the youngest so we knew like all the like kid type stuff and we just go by that too i think one of the most exciting memories is when it used to like snow a lot we would make like on the third or fourth day of snow we would make ice cream out of the snow like going school if we had snow <laughs> i was about to say can't relate <laughs> right y'all here in georgia but right I, I miss that that was that used to be a lot of like they put like the vanilla and like sugar and it was really cool we haven't done yeah. that in years so so I, I used to cut usually put like a, a a bowl or something outside to catch the we snow would wait until it was like three or four days of snow so it was like the fresh layer and we would oh, just like yeah. scoop it into a bowl three or four days of snow i can never relate i'm about to say if it was three or four days of snow georgia would have called in like government help right like literally we would have shut down for probably months on it <laughs> yeah so yeah we used to get a lot of snow yeah. i remember when it used to get like yeah. that i'm about to say i remember it used to snow on christmas mm-hmm. it's actually really pretty too yeah yeah. I've always wanted a white Christmas. I don't think we, I think there was one year we had it, y'all, in, in Georgia. One year. We didn't have a white Christmas. We had that white January. Yeah. Oh, that's February. True. That was but. Snowmageddon, right? Not <laughs> <laughs> the name. Like a natural disaster. It was. It was. <laughs> we were stuck on the road for hours. Yeah. <laughs> you could try to do it like with your kids, like go to like a cabin or something so they can see snow for Christmas. That would be cute. I mean, I guess I'm just not like the biggest fan of snow, so it didn't feel like a loss. Okay. Yeah, but you didn't really grow up with it, so that makes sense. Yeah, like it was cute for like the first five seconds. Right. But yeah. Yeah, being in Michigan definitely had enough of the snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. Yeah. Is it snowing right now, Delicious? 
It snowed a couple of days ago, but it's melting. Like enough to stick? Uh, it was on the roads a little bit. Like once people started driving, the roads was clear because they don't shovel roads up here, but it was on the grass for about two days. Oh. Yeah. Y'all had some cute ass Christmases. Yeah, all my kids should have be wrapped in different wrapping per child. Yeah. My parents didn't ever wrap gifts. I love that. I'm surprised. I never, yeah, I, I, I never. I used to just be like, oh, well, Santa Claus, he loves us so much that he brought us our stuff already unwrapped. I was stupid. You were very nice. They were wrapped one gift, and it was a gift from mom and dad. Only <laughs> each of us got one wrapped gift. Did y'all's parents always make, um, milk and cookies for Santa or did you do like other stuff because my dad he likes to cook so like one year he made Santa and this is about to sound really country I've never had it but he made Santa um, rabbit soup (laughs) and my little sister was like he made he made Santa rabbit chili and I was like did he eat it and she was like the whole bowl was gone No, my dad. So my dad used to like some country. Santa. He used to be like, "You gotta leave Santa cookies and um, orange juice, so Santa don't like milk." I'll be like, <laughs> "Me, and my siblings never believed in Santa Claus. Like, there was one year we all decided to stay up to even if it was real. Like, we never be- like we never set out cookies, like none of that type of stuff for Santa I'll ever." Celebrate carrots for the reindeers? No, um, <laughs> we never. Oh no! That really does. Make I just think that we always just saw Christmas as Jesus' birthday, and like Santa was just the other. We'll leave carrots for the raccoons. Hey. Oh, that's how Archie was. I don't think Archie ever believed in Santa. He said he was six, five, or something, or yeah, four. Just, there ain't no Santa. I'm Santa. Rachel, your story still makes me laugh. When you had told me and Lex, <laughs> do you remember? How long you believed in Santa Claus? Rachel still believed in Santa Claus until how old? I was in three. <laughs> in high school. Okay, maybe not high school. It was about to be middle school. Because I told you we oh, were still whoa. sleeping in the room together. Until it's school. okay, sis. It can be high school. Don't let them sound like you play. No, you said, I think you said 10th grade. I think I it was, was like, my, even you were not in high school. school. I swear to you, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel was, uh, was uh, Cindy Lou. I did a good job. Really, her prayers did a really good job. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember my sisters were old. They were in like sixth and fourth grade because my parents used to hide their gifts in the trunk of the car. <laughs> my parents did. My parents did that too. Uh, my family, they was my family was the one. Santa is not taking our credit. So my grandmother told me <laughs> when I was like six, and then after that, as I got older, people just continually started telling me. So I, I used to have to act like the big girl, like. I know Santa Claus not real. Like I never believed the whole time. She like no. <laughs> so I feel like it looks holiday time frame looks so different this year with COVID and like all the changes going on in the world. So what are you guys doing this year to kind of keep holiday traditions alive if you're not going to be with your families? Honestly, I'm probably going to be with my family, but that's because we live pretty close and we've all been around each other since everything started. So we'll probably just treat it like another weekend. Same. Um, I'll be with my family just like Alexis. I'm just grateful that they're all in the same location as me. And, you know, we're small enough of us to gather together. So pretty excited about that. It's good. This year is going to be my first Christmas by myself. Well, Argy and I. So um, we're not going home. So we'll just 
start our, I guess, start our own traditions kind of thing. So we'll see how that goes. We got a Christmas tree. That's cool. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. Are you going to force Hugo into a, a Christmas sweater? Uh, you know I am. We're, <laughs> we're getting matching Christmas pajamas. All three of them. I love it. Oh, Hugo. Cute. That's pretty cool, though. Like, this year has been different, but it's also kind of like brought a lot of new traditions across the board um to different people so I think it's pretty cool like you and RG get to spend your first like low-key adult Christmas and build your own couple traditions yeah yeah I think people have gotten really creative this year too I think we're gonna just like play games on zoom together and just eat together like we did for Thanksgiving and that's pretty much it I love it yep yeah that's cool I feel like one one good thing about maybe not being around your family this year could be you don't have, you know, the hashtag holiday shade coming from all different areas of the family. You don't have that aunt asking you when you bring in a man or you don't have to clap back at nobody. So is there something like you guys like are happy that you're not doing this year or like family members that you're happy to not be around this year? Can I tell a story? This is yeah. yeah, tell a story, sis. And I think this tell, this will uh, show you guys how emotional I am. But to this day, like, I have not brought a guy home for Thanksgiving, not Thanksgiving, like holiday around like family, family, because I think they're crazy. Uh, I think I was probably back in like high school when I had like a boyfriend for like two years. And I remember like at that time, my family knew, like I was talking about him, he would be over the house and my, one of my cousins came over and he just kept hounding me like, yeah, we gonna beat him up. We gonna, you know, like, yeah, you, your little chump boyfriend, da, 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 to the point where I started crying. Cause I was like, oh my gosh, like leave him alone. Like, da, da, da. I started crying. So I was like, I think that's like literally scarred me for life. Cause to this day, I have not brought anybody home. Cause I was like, y'all are just so mean. And it's just so many men. Like they're always just so intimidating. Intimidating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting when I bring that first person home because yeah. Just they definitely give them a, a good warning. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It can be really hard to bring people around family. I think it's just like a lot of pressure too, because you want people to obviously like the person that you're bringing around. And then that person's also probably nervous. And then if you have like dominant personalities and stuff, it can just be a lot to like bring someone to like a Christmas setting. But I think it can be cool if the person like instantly like fits in automatically. Yeah, I love when that happens. Yeah, but that can also be a problem if you haven't established where y'all at in y'all holidaying relationship. Because if they fit in too well, they're going to think, we're already together. We yeah, spend Christmas. That's true. <laughs> they're thinking, you need to give me a Christmas present. Valentine's is coming up. It's our thing. So, like, that's also a good question. Like, I mean, obviously, even though it's a pandemic, clearly people are still getting a shit popping. It's still cuffing season. So, like, if you're dating someone right before the holidays, when do you cut it off before you have to let them know, like, before it gets too serious or, like, and if you don't cut it off at a certain point, like, do you have to ride it, like, all the way through, like, Valentine's Day? I feel like you're pretty serious if you're bringing someone to Christmas dinner. Yeah. But what if yeah. it's, like, you just met, you know? Mm-mm. I was going to say, that never ended up well for my cousins. And sorry, I'm putting y'all business stuff. <laughs> I will remain nameless. <laughs> but it never ended well for them. Like, I feel like my aunts always have something to say. They'll be like, that ain't the guy we saw three months ago, or that's not the guy we saw at Thanksgiving. Like, it never ends well. Like, it has to be somebody that you're committed with because they need to be able to have that thick skin and see it for the long haul. 
because if not, they just got an abuse with a dinner and it, that's it's when not worth it. Slap back. That's when you got to be like, well, that's not the hair we saw three days ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're likely to do that, but your guest probably is. You have the, to defend the guy, the guy or girl that you're doing. That's true. Yeah. Right. I just thought that was funny because I don't know if y'all have seen Holiday recommended it on what we watch Wednesday. It was really but good. What I'm happened that too. is um, the girl, the main character, like her family's always hounding her. Like, why don't you ever bring anybody home? Like, you're going to be a spinster. And so what happens is she meets this guy at the mall who just had the worst Christmas ever. Because he spent it with the girl who he had gone on a couple dates with. And like before the end of the night, her parents had got him an ugly Christmas sweater, a Christmas gift. And told him like he could stay the night and he was like we've only dated like three times but so what happens is they devise a plan to like date each other through the holidays as like an automatic plus one so they won't have to ever be single at any function and they can like quiet down the noise of family members so I thought that was pretty interesting like would anybody ever be interested in a holiday I feel like I would do it yeah I feel like I've seen a lot of movies of like people taking their like assistant or like one dare like you know, like their guy um, employees home and then they end up liking each other. I feel mm-hmm. like you definitely can't do that in real life. That's definitely against the law. I think it's some type of way. So. Yeah. I'm not putting that advice out there, but I've HR. seen it happen. <laughs> HR. Right. <clears throat> Our generation, again, is like different in that aspect. Like we're not the generation, like dating just looks so different now. And I think we think that if you bring somebody to a Christmas dinner like that, that is like very serious. Mm-hmm. I feel like most right. guys are going to be willing to just come to a Christmas dinner. Y'all are friends. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, I think you just got to say that though. Like, hey, this is my friend. But you know, no family members believe that. Right. right. Not They're at all. Like, this is my little friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's going to say that even with your boyfriend too. Like, no, your boyfriend is never really going to be your boyfriend. It's like your boyfriend. Right. Like, your family does that too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're you're a friend until you get married and Jenkins. Yeah. <laughs> like it's definitely true. I have my best friend Philip. Been my best friend for years since middle school. My family knows that we are just friends and it's only everyone been platonic. But like if I bring another guy friend who I'm also friends with to the party, they'll be like, What Philip? Just shouldn't you do? And I'm like, neither of them are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Family gets very territorial when they like to meet a friend and that friend has been there for years. They're like, um, who are you? They be acting like you can't make new friends. Like you'll be bringing up names. Your parents will be like, when, how long have you been friends with this person? <laughs> like since fifth grade. Right. All right. So I don't know about y'all, but my Twitter feed, my Instagram feed is all filled with opinions and talk about this true kitchen situation. And are y'all familiar with it? Just give, give it, it, yeah, run back. Give a little bit. Okay. Back on. So there's a uh, black Dallas restaurant owner who is very anti-twerking. Okay. Don't twerk in his restaurant. Don't twerk on his walls. Don't twerk on his sofas. Just don't do it. And he made that very, very apparent to all of his patrons uh, on this Sunday morning brunch. Okay. And people, you know, there are different opinions about it. Some people feel that he's very much in his right to have that. Um, to have expressed himself that way and other people feel like that is brunch culture and how dare you so I just want to know what's everybody's opinion on it because I got for sure it's so go ahead Lee so when I originally saw the video I was like 
the way and what he was saying, like the video was like the first thing I ever saw. So I was like, uh, like he shouldn't be saying, or the the tone and what he was using, I didn't agree with. But what he was saying, I was like, okay, like why are people like twerking in his restaurant? Like it's a restaurant, you know, twerking a restaurant. And then so, and then after that, I saw somebody posted his comment, I guess he shared on Facebook, like he was, um, he had talked to the, this group of girls, like, two times before he came back and addressed the whole restaurant. But the girl was, like, there was a girl who was standing on the furniture and twerking against the wall. And I was like, okay, you really shouldn't be doing that. But then um, as, like, the day or whatever had gone by, um, more stuff had come out, like, the type of drinks they would sell at the restaurant, like, the artwork they had in the restaurant, the music that they were playing. And so I was like, the environment you set up was for that type of dancing. The only thing that I don't agree with was that the girl shouldn't have been standing on the furniture twerking against the wall but other than that like you set up the environment for twerking so it's like you really shouldn't be that mad about it it's kind of it's kind of weird because it's like at the end of the day that's his establishment if that's a rule he wants in place that's fine but don't say you're making a restaurant that's for us for the culture and you don't want every aspect of the culture there especially if you're gonna play music that makes you want to dance like from what I read, the song that was playing was Throw That Ass in a Circle. And I don't know about you, but to me, it seems like they were just following instructions. Mm-hmm. Once the mimosas hit, <laughs> you yeah. know how it be. Yeah. I almost agree with everything you're saying, except, like, I don't think our culture, brunch culture, necessarily has to include twerking, per se. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it can be just good vibes and good music. I do think the type of music that you plays to Leo's point definitely will determine like how people are. Like if you're playing music like that, then of course people are going to twerk. But I think you can have good vibes without that. But I think you have to make it very clear like what type of restaurant you are. Like we all know restaurants where you go there to have those vibes. So I think you can't send mixed signals to people and then get mad when they do those sorts of things. But I mean, if yeah. I'm in a brunch setting, I'm not about to be standing on people's furniture because I wouldn't do that in my own house. So that, exactly. that's not something that I would do. But I mean, we, you know, when we were all in, Georgia, I mean, we were like dancing and that's the vibe that they gave off based off of the music that they were playing. So I, I right. do think it welcomes that behavior. But we also weren't standing on chairs and stuff. And I That is true. Either, I do think so that aspect, I, that. I think that aspect doesn't help. I don't think yeah. it had to go to touching the glass and standing yeah. on the couch. Um, right. And he did say prior to the outburst that he did politely approach them twice. Right. So I do think to his benefit, um, that does help the situation a little bit. I just think he kind of like bit himself in the butt by kind of going off in the way he did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's okay. It's just one comment that he said that just doesn't sit right with me because he said something like, I asked the men in here to respect themselves. I will request that the women do that as well. And that would imply that if you twerk or if you dance in that fashion, that you don't respect yourself. And I, I, I don't agree with that. I think he should have worded his comments a little bit better. I feel like I get what he was trying to say, but I feel like the way it came across is just once again, like you want something for the culture, but you only want certain aspects of that. Like don't say yeah. you created a safe space in a haven if we can't be who we are. Right. Yeah, I, I had a lot of issues with Mr. Dallas, uh, restaurant owner. One, um, I think every restaurant owner that sells lamb chops and shrimp thinks that they're upscale and your restaurant menu does not make you upscale. The vibe that you create, the atmosphere that you set makes your your restaurant upscale. Mm. True Kitchen is not an upscale restaurant. Sorry, it's not. And it's okay. I love to enjoy, you know, there's a time and place for everything. That is a Sunday brunch, have fun, 
experience the culture restaurant. Now, granted, if I was a restaurant owner and somebody's standing on top of my couch and you could possibly fall through a wall and I'm going to get sued, yes, I'm going to tell your ass to sit down. I am not ever, ever going to stand in the middle of my restaurant yelling at patrons that had nothing to do with the situation and bite the hand that feeds me because I think besides that comment, Alexis, that he said about women and men respecting themselves as in women, men don't have self-control, like completely taking away their intelligence as men, one, and exactly what you just said about us being able to be who we want to be, even if we're taken or not, we still deserve the same respect. Beyond that comment, he made a comment like, um, I don't need y'all money. Uh, Do y'all know what restaurant makes money without people being there? Let me know. Because I don't think that's the thing. So I think you really got to be like, careful. I know we all say stuff in the heat of the moment, but Baby, that went viral. That's not going to be good for him at all. I think, I think that still was have the business, biggest though. thing. No, I think I'll still have business, but I think that point that Delary just made about his comment, I don't need y'all money, stood out most to me because it was like he said, this is for our people. So if you're sending this message, I don't need y'all money, yeah. need the black people, and we're supporting you, who, if right. we're not supporting you, who's going to support you? Like, that's how I felt. Like, you said you're doing this for us. It's not our fault you set this environment, and this is how you kind of knew we were going to react. Like when we go to park here in the DMV or whenever we go to brunch, that's the environment. They're the same environments. You know, people are going to be drinking. You Like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like he knew what he was setting his up, himself up for. So he can't be mad at how they responded. React. Yeah. Now, and, and even if he was upset, uh, you know, about what they were doing, granted, that's, that's for him to be upset about. I just don't think it was his, it was, appropriate or beneficial to him to express that to the full restaurant turn the music down cut the music off and cursing at your patrons man that's not cool that's not okay no I think he'll be okay because from what I've read and I could probably do a bit more research um this is an isolated incident it's not something that I've read consistently happens so maybe this is just one day where it got a little out of hand so to that I do think he'll be okay to continue I just hope from this he realizes like I feel like we all know this it's not what you say it's how you say it um yeah. just try to figure out a better way to create the restaurant that you actually want right because yeah. sometimes you can't cater to your culture if you want it a certain way or if you can but like to Blair's point like just figure out your real vibe and then have the people adjust to that and yeah, he'd like, always have multiple like multiple different like vibes or whatever like at certain times this is what that's mm-hmm. for and then another time yeah. that's what that's for like oh right. no like I've, I've seen whole restaurants turn into like nightclubs at night they you know that when you're eating there at eight o'clock sweet lounge <laughs> shout out to y'all like actually they're always the club sis and they <laughs> really don't mind you twerking anywhere but yeah for real you know I agree with that, Aaliyah. I think he can bounce back, but I think it sometimes it only takes one bad event to kind of just tarnish your brand. And I think especially in the space that like we're in as black people, we're just not putting up with stuff like that anymore. And especially things going viral like that, I think people are being a lot more conscious, especially with like, you know, COVID going and people losing their jobs, a lot more conscious about where you're spending your money. It's like, so why deal with that when I could go down the street? find a restaurant that welcomes me just like I am and doesn't disrespect me when I'm not doing something that you kind of welcomed into your restaurant. So I'm not saying that he's like done forever, but I think you have to be very careful as a business owner because one bad situation can literally like ruin your whole establishment. It's like our cancel culture. It also depends on like the black community within Dallas, like how they 
react to stuff like that because like yeah. black people like like we see it on social media like people was like I would probably if they, if somebody had said that to me they would have up and left the restaurant but then there's like another group of black people that probably like that type of stuff like when they set boundaries and try to make things like Heidi uppy and stuff like that and so they might mm-hmm. like that and they'll probably go out and so if you guys were there not the girls who were like twerking but if you guys were just there you know eating your meal and this happened how would you have dipped I'm being honest with you. I wouldn't. Checking all on the table. So Delarius would have left. Delarius, Lex would have stayed. I I would have been appalled by the way he handled the situation, but I probably wouldn't have gotten up and left immediately. I would have kept eating, if I'm being honest. Baby, my feet would have hit the ground and it would have been it. And I probably would have had a few words. No, you you would have come back to me. Yeah, to say yeah. something like that in the middle of your restaurant with paying patrons that have nothing to do with this situation, you're cursing, telling people to turn the music off. I was jamming to that. They were dancing to it. I was jamming. Now, now I'm upset. You've ruined my brunch. I'm probably a little tipsy. I'm ready to go. Well, being completely honest, yeah. I probably wouldn't have been there in the first place because that's just not my personal selection of a of a brunch. But thanks for the honesty. No, right. I like that. I like that vibe sometimes. It depends on what setting you're in. Like, if I'm there with my friends, but if I'm out at brunch, like with my man, I don't want to be twerking and listening to all this. Yeah. I'm there to enjoy good food, like good drinks, and like that's it. So that's personally why, like, like, but I have so much fun in Georgia, but I feel like it's also something different than like what I'm used to because that's just not something that you see in Seattle. But um, yeah, I probably would not have been at a place where people are standing on the furniture. So I'm yeah, for sure. Um, a better person. And the comment is, I don't need your money. Your girl would have racked up the bill and walked out since you don't need it. Hello? <laughs> yeah. That. I think it's the y'all's money as if, like, he's not identifying as Black in that moment. Because if yeah, you think, like, that. y'all is a people, y'all is a race, like, y'all identifying as one group of people, then you are y'all. Y'all are you. So it's, yeah. like, it, right. that's what the comment is just so, like, it makes me real uneasy. Yeah, I was t- I was talking to someone about this. I said that I don't even think it was the, you know, the twerking is probably what set it off, but he probably even, and I won't speak for him, but I feel like people, but they already have a preconceived notion about you. They already don't want to respect you or they already don't want you in their establishment. And when you're a restaurant owner, you can't discriminate against people. You really can't. You know, you can let people, you can say who you do and don't want to hear your um your establishment you have that right but to openly say that in front of other patrons and to treat people that way that's not cool right like I said I don't agree with them being on the couch or on glass because if you hurt yourself in my restaurant you're not getting no money out of me I'm sorry so I, I understand that but to disrespect all your patrons mm-mm. very well said yeah but I think there's so we were cancel culture Loki mm-hmm. ties into uh, the Kevin Hart incident. Did you? Well, kinda in a way. Did y'all see the Kevin Hart, uh, his latest stand up on Netflix? Yeah. No. Did you give us a synopsis. <laughs> okay, so um, on what's it called? No F's given, right? Yeah. Zero F's given. Z- thank you for the correction. Fact check. Yep. Zero F's <laughs> given. So Kevin Hart, he was talking about how his daughter's in high school pretty much and she likes boys I mean she's she's attracted to different guys so she'll come home and she'll be talking about like the guys who she's attracted to but every week it's like a different guy so he pretty much was a hinting at that she was showing whole like behavior 
pretty much. And a lot of people, you know, were giving backlash to him because of what he said about his daughter. So what do y'all feel about that? I feel like, first of all, and he references this in the um, stand-up as well. Not that Kevin Hart is beyond cancel culture, but I think he's beyond, like, constantly apologizing. Um, One, for being a comedian, but two, for things that he's already apologized for. So in this instance, like, in watching that, because I watched it before there was an uproar, like, when it first hit Netflix, because I love Kevin Hart. And personally... I don't think he necessarily said anything that was like, my daughter is a hoe or my daughter is doing hoe things. He was just, it, it came from a place of like a concerned father. It was just, it was just more of a comedic standpoint. Um, I didn't get offended by anything watching it. I think, I think we give comedians too much credit for like understanding and being like sensitive to everybody's issues. Like personally, as a regular person, you say shit that's going to offend people all the time. So, like, if you're planning jokes, I'm pretty sure he's running them by his whole family. It is what it is. It's in there. I didn't think it was that serious. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. I think sometimes people forget that, like, this is also an act. So some of that is literally just a facade to make people laugh. Like, he probably told his daughter that before he even said it and was like, you know, this is going to be a part of this facade. Because if you think like this, if he would have gone out and talked about somebody else's child in that way, he would have also received backlash. So, like, what, what at that point do you want him to talk about? If it's not his family and you want people to laugh, what other options does he really have? And I think people mix him as a person and him as a comedian and merge it into one and they forget that they're really two separate like one is a character and one is who he actually is agreed because if we're being honest he came for everybody in his family his, he son. his wife his son his nephew like his nephews mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. himself his dad in the past he's talked about his dad right right his ex-wife like yep. he's literally come for everybody and i just feel like once again i think like we're finding areas to be upset and to be sensitive people are being sensitive about kids that aren't even theirs i'm like you would have thought that he talked about somebody else's <laughs> child like and the thing is i'm like have people not looked at bernie mac dave Chappelle? they said stuff way more wild than anyway. anything that kevin hart has ever said and i feel like to lex's point like kevin hart is apologizing every other week about something and i just don't think that would have been the case if he would have been like an up-and-coming comedian say like 15 to 20 years ago i agree I guess my real question is just like, what do you want him to talk about? Like, what do you want him to make comedic? Y'all are so hot outside. Like, I'm sorry, comedy is vulgar. I've never seen a stand-up that gave me the warm and fuzzies. Like, that shit is vulgar. It's embellished. And it's not just comedy. Like, radio hosts, they say all the time, my favorite radio show, The Burt Show, they say a lot of the stories that they bring to the station, they're real, but there are parts that are embellished. So do you really think Kevin Hart was sitting at the table like, daughter, these are her like tendencies. You need to chill. Like, no. I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. I thought it was a good look comeback, especially the part about uh, him and his wife in that eighth. Mm-mm. Yes. <laughs> I, I recommend it. I say watch it. Yeah. It was yeah. good. I, I, really offended. Did. I didn't feel offended. I just didn't find it funny. I just don't find Kevin Hart funny like that anymore. <laughs> so. I get it though. Like there's the you know, comedy style for different people. I think people just also have to realize that's his bread and butter. That's how he makes his money. Like Kevin Hart can't say what he used to even say so the things that he's saying now are pretty safe. Like he has deals that he works that he's working on with big, big media companies and things like that. So he really does have to keep it to a certain 
extent. So I feel like when people get offended about things that he's saying now, I'm like, this is not even close to what he said in 2010, let alone what any other comedian has said like way before him. So I just feel like people really need to take it down a notch. People also gave him backlash for the baby's onesie because he had the, um, I guess his, the baby that he just had in a onesie that said zero F's given. And then he was just like, I mean, it, it's literally like, how else do you want me to market it? We're in a pandemic. It's not like you can have <laughs> your traditional marketing and it's just a shirt. Like, yeah. So what do y'all think about that? We had a crazy world. I mean, I think it's cute. Get it how you live it. I'm pretty sure the onesie was adorable. Like, like I said, I feel like, I feel like since we've been in the pandemic, there's so much focus on shit like we wouldn't have even thought about before. Like people have nothing else to do. So they're like hyper-focusing on things that legit don't even matter. So I feel like anything we say or do, or he says or do, or like your mailman say or do, everybody canceled. Everybody got a problem with it. I don't even think that's a pandemic thing. I think that's a generational thing. I'm about to say, I think it ha- that was happening before. You even hear like, you know, your parents and your grandparents say like, oh, y'all are just sensitive. I mean, sometimes I do think it's just like, okay, you shouldn't be saying certain stuff about people because it's just mean and people put up with that 20 years ago and they shouldn't have been and they shouldn't have and they shouldn't now. But when you're talking about characters and acting and comedians, I think that's a little bit different than looking somebody in the face and seeing it. Right. I completely agree with that. But did y'all also hear about Dave Chappelle and how he's trying to tell people not to watch the Dave Chappelle show? Have y'all heard about that? I saw like uh, Cat Williams, no. was, like his uh, comment on it, like talking about whatever happened to J- Dave Chappelle, like like he already knew that they were, were going to try to do what they actually did to him. And so I was like, because the money that I guess that Netflix or whatever, whatever it's on, whatever money they get, most of it won't go to Dave Chappelle when it should go to him. So I know that's why they're saying not do it. Oh, oh yeah. No. I would definitely say watch it because you just learned so much <laughs> from like. Okay, so you said you would you know, watch it? Yeah, I would say and just yeah. watch him explaining kind of how you really do sign bad deals sometimes. And I think artists and, you know, I consider comedians artists too, you know, they always get looped into bad deals. But personally, you know, normal people get, uh, yeah, looped into bad deals too. Make sound out. Shut up. We'll delete that out. But yeah, I'm done. All right, guys. So it's officially December. So that means it's the season of giving. It definitely is. And we have a special giveaway, holiday giveaway, coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. It features some of our favorite black owned brands. Um, so yeah, we're really excited for that. And we can't wait for you guys to participate. And that's a wrap.